Hello. <clears throat> so today I'm going to talk to you about meditation and how it fits in with the um, complex PTSD puzzle and what we can do to use meditation to help us to deal with uh, general anxiety disorder and complex PTSD. Um, I got an email yesterday saying, you know, I've tried everything. I tried meditation. I tried this. I tried that. Nothing worked for the complex PTSD and I don't know why. So here's a little revelation that's going to be useful for everybody in terms of meditation and complex PTSD. Meditation in and of itself is not going to help you with complex PTSD. Listen very carefully to what I'm saying here, please. Why recommend it then? Meditation in and of itself could actually, uh, depending on the teacher you get or how you're doing it, uh, could actually re-traumatize you or leave you very, very open to trauma. For people with complex PTSD, meditation is extremely difficult. It's much harder for people carrying complex PTSD than it is for anybody else. Once your mind is not distracted, all of the demons can attack you at the same time. Where meditation uh, fits into the puzzle is that meditation is a form of, um, it's like an attribute, if you like, and it's like strength training. You need meditation in order to strengthen your mind, in order to strengthen the quality of your thoughts, and in order to give you an ability to observe your thoughts. So it's actually an attribute development tool. So the meditation in and of itself isn't the end goal. The mental strength, awareness, and detachment that it gives you is the end goal. How do you get that? Well, you only get it if you consistently meditate over a period of time with diligence and self-discipline. How are you gonna do that? Right, so for people with complex PTSD, we can't jump in at the deep end like a, a normal person who doesn't carry complex PTSD does. They could just jump in and be like, oh, this is quite hard, and then a week later they'll be like, yeah, I'm fine now, we don't get to do that. You need a super white belt level um, meditation practices. The key elements of meditation um, are to sit with your spine unsupported and erect, with your head up straight. So your physiological posture is quite important. Sit with your spine unsupported. Do not lie, do not anything else. So you can either kneel, if you've got the flexibility in your hips and your knees, you can kneel uh, Japanese style, what they call seizure. Um, or you can just sit as I am now on the edge of a couch. My back is unsupported, my spine is straight, my head is upright. Breathe slowly, in and out, through your nose. You can either have your eyes open or closed, it's completely up to you, depending on what you find least distracting. The name of the game here is to stay in the moment. To be aware of your breathing, be aware of your body, everything that you can feel and everything that you can hear and to stay in the moment. So if closing your eyes makes you drift off in thoughts and ideas and impulses and all the rest of it, then don't close your eyes, keep your eyes open. But maybe just relax your eyes a little bit, gaze at one spot, let your eyes defocus. That'll put you into a nice low level of trance. Trance and meditation are not on different sides of the planet. They're kind of in the same cluster. It's a mildly altered state of consciousness that allows you to fixate with focus on one thing. Then I recommend you just slow your breathing down. Then I recommend instead of trying to switch your thoughts off, which you're not going to be able to do if you're brand new uh, to meditation, I can't do it, and I've been trying it for years, um, is just turn down the volume slightly. Turn down the volume slightly on your thoughts. And instead of being totally detached from your thoughts and a complete observer, try to get a little bit of detachment and a little bit of an ability to just observe your thoughts and feelings and impulses, thoughts, feelings, impulses. Then all I want you to do is exactly like strength training. This is an attribute development process. You're developing the attribute of awareness, mental strength, and of detachment. So turn on your little smartphone, 
get the timer out and just set it for two or three minutes and just sit for two or three minutes and breathe and relax and have the intention in your mind that you will enjoy the process and just say to yourself, I'm going to be in the moment, I'm going to turn down the volume on my thoughts and I'm going to see if I can enjoy this process and then you just sit for two minutes. Don't scratch your nose when your nose gets itchy. Don't stretch your shoulder when your shoulder needs stretching. Don't pull at your ears. Don't pick your nose. No, just keep fucking still. So sit still. Where the body goes, the mind will follow. Where the mind goes, the body will follow. If you start to get agitated, then your um, heart rate will increase. The parasympathetic nervous kicks in and it starts to go, shit, where's the predator? Do we need to kill something with a rock or do we need to run away? So where the mind goes, the body follows. Where the body goes, the mind will also follow. If you're just sitting still, if you just fake meditation, if you just sit there for two minutes and pretend like you're an actor in a film who's an extra in a scene in which there's a load of Buddhist monks doing meditation and you go, I'm going to sit here and pretend to meditate and just sit like that, your mind will slow down. You will start to calm down. Your breathing will start to um, settle and your whole body will start to settle. So relax don't take it so seriously, enjoy the process and trust your body to go where it wants to go. Trust your mind to go where it wants to go. It wants to settle. That's all it wants is it just wants to be able to settle. So be very gentle with yourself as you're doing this. The thoughts, impulses and feelings, when they're malignant and they're uncontrollable, they fire up and it's almost like a mortar. You know, they have a mortar, these rounds that go over the top and then hit the enemy. Well, some of them are set so that they explode when they hit the ground. Some of them are set so that they explode at a certain height and then they send down all kinds of nastiness into the enemy uh, lines. Sometimes it'll be gas. Sometimes it could be sarin. You know, it could be chemical warfare. These thoughts, feelings and impulses, when they fire off, say, for example, it's like you're an awful, dirty, ugly person and you deserve to be hated and beaten as a thought, as an emotional flashback style thought or a feeling or an impulse, poof, fires up, bang, it explodes. And then that noxious gas fills the mind. It fills the whole body system. And then you feel awful. Why? Because your mind just stabbed you in the back for no apparent reason. So what you want to be able to do with the meditation is actually get some distance to that and not take the thought so seriously. They will still come. The negative impulses, thoughts and feelings will still come. But instead of being mortars that are firing off sarin, you can think of them as fireworks. So you just watch the firework display. I used to get terrible rage, terrible, terrible fucking rage, violence, of strong, like violence Tourette's almost. <laughs> but I would, it would poison my whole system and it would freak me out and I'd be like, there's something wrong with me. Or maybe I'm a psychopath or, or something like that. And when I went for counseling in 2009, um, the lady I saw uh, um, was a really, really good counselor. She said to me, look, it's just a thought. Have you ever been, have you been violent? Have you acted on these thoughts? And I'm like, no, I'm not acting on these thoughts, but they're horrible thoughts. There's something wrong with me. And she said, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just under uh, stress. You're under pressure. You're dealing with it as best as you can. And you're frustrated. So these violent impulses are coming up. Just watch them. So instead of being mortars, I started to think of them as fireworks. And I just go, oh, it's a fireworks show. So these impulses would come up and I'd be like, oh, I'm really angry. I want to fucking kill everybody. And instead of responding to that or fighting it, when I fought it, it gave it energy. I would just watch it and go, oh, I'm really angry, I want to kill everybody. And I go, oh, that's nice. Good for you. Why do you want to kill everybody? Because you're in a queue. Because somebody cut you up in traffic. You want to murder people because somebody didn't put their indicator on. And I would try and sort of question it humorously. 
The thing that meditation will also give you in terms of an attribute is the detachment. The detachment allows you to question the thought. Use the Socratic method. I'm a piece of shit and I deserve to die. What was the name of the Nirvana album? I hate myself when I want to die. Okay, so the, the thought, impulse and feeling comes up. I hate myself when I want to die. How do you know that's true? Is it ever not true? Have you ever not hated yourself even for a moment? There's the times when you actually don't want to die, so you actually just question it. Use logic. Use critical thought. Use objectivity. Culturally, we're all gaslit. We're all gaslit to pieces. Watch less TV, watch less movies, turn down the radio, don't watch adverts when they come on, they're fucking you up. They'll make your complex PTSD worse. Culture has an agenda, mainstream Western culture that we live under now, has an agenda to push you into impulsivity. Sounds like borderline. Um, to push you into being impressionable. Oh, that sounds like borderline personality disorder. To push you into being highly um, susceptible to suggestion. Again, sounds like borderline personality disorder. Borderline personality disorder that is usually rooted in some kind of complex PTSD. The sense of self is damaged, massive fear of abandonment and, and of being punished for being ugly and unacceptable and that kind of thing. And um, an overwhelming inability to deal with emotions, emotional dysregulation, so when a thought, feeling or an impulse comes up, instead of getting a little adrenaline spike and going, that's a silly idea, I don't think I should think that again, you go, oh my god, it must be true, I must be awful, and the adrenaline spikes off, and you're flying up into the air with this, uh, what Eckhart Tolle called, uh, calls the pain body, um, which, is, which is just another model, it's just another metaphor for saying emotional flashback, or complex PTSD. Awareness will help. But Eckhart, like, say in the example with, with Eckhart Tolle, I didn't find that that worked for me, and I've spoken to other people and they said that it, it, it didn't work, because we're coming at this with different levels of suffering, different levels of, of, of difficulty. Eckhart Tolle's method will work for somebody who's okay already. Who, sorry, not okay already, but maybe not carrying as much trouble already. Just to be able to sit with an impulse and look at it and go, is this impulse real? Is this the pain body? Why is the pain body here? What's it doing? Which is his recommendation. You already need to have some muscle there. For people carrying complex PTSD, the muscles are so atrophied that almost no technique will work. So let's, let's change the metaphor. It's strength training and it's martial arts. Somebody's gonna attack you. So I say, okay, if somebody attacks you, you line them up and you punch them as hard as you fucking can in the jaw and you knock them out. Great, fantastic. That technique is fine. But if you have no muscle behind it, is it gonna work? No. Because you'll go, hey. And I'll just go, oh, now I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so you need the attribute that supports the technique. Without, like, a lot of us with, co with uh, complex PTSD, depending on how bad it is, there's no foundation. So you're, you're pouring water into the cup, and it's good water, great training, great therapy, great techniques, but there's holes in the cup. So some people will say to me, oh, it was awesome. Like, the session I did with you last week on Monday was great, but by Thursday I felt like shit again. And I said to them, did you do the exercise and the techniques I told you to do? No. Why not? Well, because they don't have self-discipline, they don't have impulse control, they've never been trained. There's things that, you that we, you, us, we should have been trained to do in childhood by our parents that we were never trained to do. We should have been trained to do this in school and we were never trained to do it. Your ability to question your thoughts and think objectively and critically is pretty fucking important if you want to survive in the world and you want to survive your own issues. The ability to question a thought and be detached is pretty fucking important. The cultural gaslighting, the being tuned into modern mainstream culture, encourages you into opinions and subjectivity. Call in now, tell us how you feel about this issue. 
Do you think Sarah should get a divorce? I bloody do. You divorce him right now, Sarah. 70% of our voters said yes. Um, Charlie Brooker uh, calls these phone-in opinion polls uh, idiot magnets. Don't get sucked into the idiot magnet. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. It doesn't. Yes, it does. My opinion counts. It doesn't. Opinions are fluff. When we, when we come from a belief system that's like, my opinion is, is all important, you actually become dumber, uh, more vulnerable, way more easy to control, way more easy to victimize, and way more easy to traumatize. I just have the feeling that this is true, so therefore it must be true. No, no, find the facts. The people who are running the show, they have the facts. The people who are running the show, they don't sit around going, well, how do I feel about this? I don't know, I think I really prefer the purple. They don't do that. They look at the facts and they work backwards and that's why they're running the show because they're in objectivity whilst the masses are stuck in subjectivity. Anytime you're encouraged to offer an opinion, anytime you're encouraged to come from emotion and how you feel, question it. Question it because it's a very, very simple strategy to get people to submit. When anybody who encourages you to come from objectivity, facts, evidence, find the facts, get good at finding the facts, I believe that I'm a piece of shit and I deserve to die. Where are the facts? Where's the facts that support or deny that belief? So trust in objectivity, trust in logic, trust in reason. Meditation, good meditation practice should lead you to objectivity and reason. So my final warning, and I'm not going to get into my brand is better than that guy's brand and here's the competitor and getting some marketing mindset. Some Zen meditation is really screwed up. Some Zen meditation teachers are really screwed up. You want a meditation style though that is very plain. Very, very plain. You should be listening. So when people are offering meditation, it's like, oh, this is the angel unicorn meditation and I want you to imagine you're riding your mauve unicorn over a rainbow to find your spirit guide. It might feel good while you're doing it and it might be a bit of fun, a little movie playing in the mind that's, that's kind of cool. You get to ride your fucking spirit pony over a fucking rainbow, but it won't help you. It won't heal you. So those aren't meditations. Those are visualizations. Get the distinction. You doing, uh, imagining your guardian angel giving you the secrets to the fucking seven chakras. Just... Boys and girls, please listen to me. If you're suffering badly with complex PTSD and you're so overwhelmed with anxiety on a day-to-day -day basis that you can barely get out of bed, barely get out of the house, can't go to work, can't get a job, can't pay your bills, drop all that stuff. It's all, it's all spiritual bypassing. If I'm gonna be absolutely truthful, I have to say this. Some of it is real, it is real, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether these things are real or not. What matters is your ability to heal and get on with your life. So don't get distracted by fireworks, sound and light shows. Don't get distracted by people telling you what you want to hear. Stay focused on what it is you need in order to heal and to become a... If, if it's not leading you towards objectivity, individual strength, independence, increased serenity, and an increased ability to think, don't do it. I am not trying to build a cult here. I don't want cult followers. You know, so when I'm teaching you to do objectivity and critical thinking, that means you get to challenge everything I'm saying. That means you get to be your own person. I don't need people. I don't need persons attached. I don't like the idea. I want to create strong, independent-minded individuals with the ability to think critically because that's what the world needs right now and that's what you need in order to be happy and healed. So use the meditation. 
Be diligent in your practice. Have fun. Being diligent in your practice doesn't mean you have to be all serious and weird about it. It just means that you do it regularly and you practice with consistency. Go for two minutes. See how you feel. If it feels okay, take a little break. break, Walk around the room. Drink a little bit of water. Have a stretch. Sit back down. Do another two minutes. Take it easy. Be gentle with yourself. Being gentle with yourself doesn't mean be a total pushover when yourself goes, I just want to eat chocolate brownies now and watch Oprah instead. You say, no, there is no Oprah. There is no chocolate brownies. There will be more meditation. So you've got to find this not being, it's called the middle path in Buddhism. You're not some lunatic masochist who's going to, you know, starve yourself for six days and every time you have an errant thought, whip yourself. Nor are you going to be completely self-indulgent and decadent and a hedonist. You're going to find a middle path that works for you. This is what sanity is. Sanity and health is finding the middle path. Thank you very much for your time and your attention. I hope you enjoyed that and found it useful. I'll speak to you soon. Take care.